Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome to Between Bites with Nina Compton and Larry Miller on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Joined by a very special guest today, Sonny Lee of Son of a Saint. Welcome, Sonny. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about Son of a Saint for the folks who, maybe two or three people who aren't aware. Sure. Well, Son of a Saint is a mentorship program for boys uh, who've lost their fathers to violence, long-term incarceration, deportation, you name it. They're basically growing up without their dads. Um, most of our families are making under $12,000 a year. So, I mean, it's, you know, we're dealing with some real challenges there. But uh, boys join between the age of 10 and 12, and each boy is with us to about 21 years old. So it's a long period of time. Each boy's with us. We have about 200 boys. Um, pretty good sized staff to help support them. Uh, we have case management, education coordination, travel, um, mental health specialists, I mean, you name it. Uh, it's really holistic um, support for them and, and their moms too, right? So supporting the whole family um, as much as we can. So we've been around 11 years. Um, my father played for the Saints, so that's why it's called Son of a Saint. Unfortunately, he passed away when I was three years old. And, um, you know, so that was sort of the, the inspiration behind starting it. And we can talk about it that, you know, mental health, fortunately, has come to the forefront of, yes. of uh, rounding out everybody's total health. But your mom was smart enough to know back then yes. that it might be a good idea for you to see somebody going through something tragic like that. I, absolutely. Um, I always say my mom really built this whole program and what she, <laughs> what she did with me. You know, she really created it. It's just um, I, I was smart enough to realize it and package it together for others, you know, but... Um, yeah, my, when you know my dad passed away in front of me, you know, heart attack. He was 36 years old, and um, you know, a couple years later, my mom realized, okay, we need to really support um, my my sort of mental health and, and everything that I may go through. It was really on preventative side, right? Because you know, a lot of boys during adolescent years, there's challenges, you know, with um, isolation, anger, and not knowing where to go to, and so. Right. She, because she had that forethought, um, I think it really set me up for success. Um, so, yeah, mental health is very important to us, um, from play therapy to one-on-one to, you know, uh, we have a culinary program too. So, I mean, there's all <laughs> different aspects of it that um, are just really important. Well, actually, one of my cooks, yes, he Kenny, 
uh, he volunteers every Wednesday. Yeah. So when I hired him, he says, Chef, I need every Wednesday off. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I volunteer. And it's really the highlight of his week. Wow. And he says, like, your program has helped him because it gives him so much joy yeah. to train him and teach him about healthy eating and cooking. Absolutely. So for him, it's just like, it, it gives him energy. Yeah. You know? And it, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, we have partner with the, with the program as well yeah. and to see these boys they just want to be loved 100% just want to be loved and you know mentorship is a very big thing because these boys when you're 10 and 12 like you're becoming a man and if you don't have that father figure around things can go the wrong way very quickly it can thank you for letting them off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday really appreciate it uh, yeah and you know you could you know we took a very individualized approach with our boys you know, and successful one boy looks different successful another. Mm -hmm. And also knowing that, you know, a boy could be doing well from age 10 to 14 and then all of a sudden uh, influence from a neighbor or somebody that is in their circle of being brought into could be a bad influence and shift them another direction. Right. So that's why we sort of take that long-term approach of uh, building that trust early. Uh, knowing the boy and being able to suggest certain things for him during his adolescence so he has a, a great outcome. 11 years ago, did you ever dream it would be 200 boys? I guess maybe no, dream. You know, that's a, it's a, no, it's a great question. I mean, I didn't, I knew it would work. That's what I knew. Um, and I knew it would work, like I said earlier, because of what mom sort of gave for me. But as far as how big it was going to be or is or even where it's going, I, I had no clue, to be honest with you. It's just, I've been one to, you know, just do the work and see what happens. And, mm -hmm. and we've been fortunate enough to be able to sustain ourselves and grow. feels really good. I feel blessed. I mean, I really, I reflect very often on, on this work. And I've been able to sort of put my passion into even making a living for myself and my own family, you know. Um, and so I think that's what a lot of people search for. And, you know, if we can... Um, share with other people how to do that and right. people find their own talents and things is what um is is great so I, I don't i don't know where we're going to go from here as far as i mean we want to continue growing in new orleans i should say with more boys and um and even expand but um how fast and and we're going to do that really depends on the support we get from the community and how many so, boys did you start off with in five five boys really wow. yeah so i had no connection to really kids you know so right. um it's, it started, we had, a, there was a boy that had murdered another boy, unfortunately. Yeah. It was after a Saints game. Um, it was no, I believe it was Noel.com. Um, it was my sister and I, it's sister Tanika Lee. We were out, and um, I looked, and I did some research, and both, of, they had lost their fathers to, um, one had had died in prison, and the other one was, was lost to violence. And so, um, I just sort of said, Tanika, we got it, like, I want to get, get to work, and Long story short, didn't have connections with kids, but um, I went to the park. I think it was Pontchartrain Park. I went out there um, and tapped the coach on the shoulder, and I said, hey, look, I want to introduce myself. My name's Sonny. I'm you know, starting this program. Do you have three to five boys that are growing up without their dads that I can help support and mentor? And the first five boys that he brought to us are still with us. They're, oh, wow. they're all, one of them's working. Um, and then the other ones are in college right now. That's so, um, Grambling, LSU, different places. And so, um, you know, I'm, that's started with five and just started growing from there, you know. That's awesome. And now you guys have a brand new building. 
Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Very, very beautiful <laughs> building. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited about that. We're, you know, it's a 16,000 square foot building out in Mid-City, New Orleans, right behind Crest City Steakhouse. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, it's central, it's a great location for us to get the boys to and from our facility. And, you know, it has everything that the boys want. When, when we were designing it, we had... It has everything I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it does, yeah. It, when, when we were designing it, we had uh, a couple of our boys, Quentin and um, and Javier, were there. Uh, we worked with Traplin Pier, was the architect mm -hmm. firm. They pretty much gave everything to us. Um, they did one of our restaurants. Oh, did they really? Yes, wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, so they... Paula Pier has been great uh, for us, but... The boy said, I want to grab and go food. I want a gym in there, a library, recording studio. I mean, you name it. All so the things. It's all in there. It's all the things in there. And uh, our CFO, COO, uh, Ola, at the boy, did a great job of, of working with all the contractors and, you know, making it come to life. So we're really excited. That is exciting. Um, you mentioned your sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's my older sister, two years, you know, little brother. <laughs> who, who does mom like more? Oh, definitely me. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, 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 uh, no. I mean, she's so mean and grouchy. She and, is. She is. Well, let's just say, I mean, how I gauge it is how many times my mom calls me during the week. So, yeah. right. Tamika, can you <laughs> Tamika? Let's talk about her. So you're both high achievers, obviously, right. and and big figures in this town. How competitive were y'all growing up? Oh, another great question. Um, we were we were pretty pretty co competitive, I think. But I always said, Tamika during high school, I didn't see her. She was just in her room. You know, you go through that phase. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're growing out, you're reaching puberty, you're kind of getting and, and figuring out yourself. It's like a blur. But I will say, she used to, I used to be, I remember when I was young, I was about, I don't know, five or six. I used to be terrified of the dark. She used to make me hold encyclopedias. On the side, like so, it's kind of crazy. Like, because I would want to sleep in her room, so I would have to hold encyclopedias long enough, and then she would roll over and make, and then I can get in a little corner. Of the bed. <laughs> and we, we talk about it all the time, just because like Tamika, Tamika definitely bullied me growing up. And, you know, it was just it, it, it was what it was. But um, you know, now I try to give her a lot of advice, and she's like, "You're not my, you're not my older brother." You're my older brother. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So right. it's all good. Um, so Saint Og. Yes. Tell us about your time there. So St. Aug, I mean, let's say without St. Aug, there is no son of a saint. Really? Um, you know, I talk about the influence my mom had, but she also had the influence of putting me in such mm -hmm. a great school. Um, you know, I went to a, sort of a mixed school, uh, Resurrection of Our Lord, but as far as race. But then when I got to St. Aug, which is obviously all black male high school, um, it was exactly what I needed at the perfect time. Um, and it was really the first time on a daily basis I was able to see, you know, black males and women who, um, the mannerisms, right, the discipline, mm -hmm. the accountability, the communication. And so I felt like it's saying, oh, I was just a fly on the wall the whole time, but a lot of my friends had their dads. And so, you know, I would learn how to change the flat tire for my friend who, you know, Brandon Felton, actually, he's a great supporter of our program, but he was in my class, and I learned from him because he learned from his dad, you know. Right. So, um, for me, it was extremely influential, and, um, you know, I, I, I love the leadership that they have now with Austin Taylor, who's also a friend, and it's great. I was not in a band. Everybody asked that Unbelievable. question. <laughs> I, I mean, the band's amazing. I actually played tennis um, all through my time at St. Aug, um, but it was, it was amazing. 
That's awesome. Yeah. So with the mentorship program, what do you look for if yeah. you're applying to be a mentor? What do you look for in, in so, those traits? So as far as a mentor, <laughs> you know, someone that, um, someone has something to share, right? I think it's like, is the first thing. And, you know, a lot of our, our mentors are young, young professionals or their kids are out the house, right. you know. Um, mm-hmm. But something that whether it's and it could be something that somebody had went through a lot uh, in his life right and um, can share that with our boys but I would say that consistency is obviously very important um, and you know we have certain requirements we ask for one hour a week mm-hmm. um, and that could be through you know two in person a month and then you know phone calls and check-ins and right. usually when our mentors have been with the boy for a long time they have their own rhythm going um, which is important and great ambassadors of the program as well. So, you know, a lot of times we have our mentors that are wearing our hats or our shirts and people identify them as supporting us. And so them being able to uh, represent themselves well but also have uh, information that's factual about the organization that they can share uh, is also important. And the other thing I have food-related is yes. the, <laughs> the hot dogs. Oh, Tell yeah. us a little bit of that because I judged it two years ago and it was... Yes. So much fun. <laughs> it, it it was so so. Dad dog uh, has an official son of a saint hot dog that's been on their menu. I want to say probably six years, six seven years, um, and we get a dollar from each hot dog that's sold, and we probably made between ten or fifteen thousand dollars a year. Nice um, from it, but it's really about you know also that uh, you know that promotion too, and, and it being in front of people. Right, but it's really good. Our mentors and our boys can eat for free there oh, when nice. they go. So uh, that's another added plus. But I mean, it's there is creative. Um, it's very creative. So they, you never know. You might have alligator sauce, right. yeah. <laughs> mustard, or like you know so it, some onions on top. It just right. every year it changes. We just actually change it. So there's a new one now. Um, so I, I hope everybody goes out to that dog <laughs> yes, and gets, yes. gets a son of a saint dog. Take a picture, tag us with it so we yes. know you got one. And um, It's been good, but those sort of partnerships are really good for us, you know, because there's you know, it's, uh, groups, restaurants that are going out and, and helping to support us. And we have many others in the community that do so as well. Um, some people know this, some people don't. You were Tom Benson's chief aide yes. for a while. How did that come about? Wow. I, I mean, that's, that question, <laughs> that's, that's an amazing, yeah, it was, so I was working for New Orleans Zephyrs at the time, I was working in operations, I had just graduated college at UNO, um, and the general manager of the Zephyrs executive assistant knew Mr. Benson's executive assistant, and found out that they were looking for somebody to sort of help him out with his, you know, kind of his body guy, chief mm-hmm. aide, you know, help support him and Mrs. Benson. And when she recommended me for it, she said, Sonny, would you like to do that? And, and it was, it was interesting because I, I also, I didn't grow up in a locker room with the Saints, right? Because my dad had finished playing. He played 71 to 75. I was born 81. So, you know, um, I didn't have that locker room sort of experience with my dad, like some of his teammates did with their kids. Mm-hmm. And so it was also a way to connect with my father working for the Saints. Um, and I remember I just went on, I went on to take four interviews, um, and the final one, he, you know, I, I was going with him, it's like the third day or something like that, third, fourth day. I go in, and, and he hands me like the offer letter, and he's like, what do you, 
what do you think? Does this work for you? No, first he said, thanks for dressing up. I was like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I was in a suit. And, and look, at St. Og, you know, you had ties, right? right? So, like, yeah. presentation was important. Um, and I looked at the offer letter. I was like, oh, well, yeah, of course. You know, <laughs> I, I'll take it. You know, it was all the benefits, the tickets, the connections. And so, you know, it was, um, I was 24 at the time. Um, so I was still young, you know, right. um, but I, I wanted to make sure that I was in support of, of what he had going on. And, you know, Mr. Benson was very independent. You know, he did a lot for himself. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to make sure logistically everything was moving smoothly mm-hmm. and um, his safety was there and all was good. So it was an amazing experience. I worked there for three years. Um, and, you know, the, the Saints organization was uh, was really good for me. So. I can go in a lot of detail, but yeah. I won't be there right now. <laughs> do, you, do you think that, that being there beside him in that proximity, it brought new things to your to your environment that maybe ended up translating? One of the things I was thinking of, and I don't know if it came from, but the travel aspect you had yes. with Son of a Saint. Did that, being able to see, now it's here's the guy sure. at the top of the food pyramid yeah. in, in yeah. New Orleans, and a saint in his own right... I, absolutely. Um, I, I attribute our travel program for our boys to the experiences I've had traveling with Mr. Benson huh. okay. um, directly because that was when we were traveling all over the country and internationally, and it really got me to see the world and different, the way people communicate differently, different cultures, things like that. It was, it really, really shaped a lot. Um and yeah, I mean, it was, it's been great. Like our boys, um, they go to summer camp uh, across the country. The ones 10 to 14 do. Um, and then the older boys take trips like New York, DC, uh, Miami places that we have supporters at. So um, working for him definitely gave me a bird's eye view mm-hmm. of things. And, and look, it was Mr. Benson. So like things moved for him. Like, right. <laughs> like yeah. everything, everything, everything opened up, you know? Right. And like, I think also I just learned what was possible. Um, as well um, through that and you know it's more than one way to get to Canal Street and I realized that by working with him that if one you know there's one dead end there's, there could be another way you know uh, and I had to because I was in that role so there was no oh this can't happen <laughs> right right you know it what I mean it's like it, it has to happen you know and so I was in that mode all the time and so things happened because it was because of my sort of um, mind frame, I guess, in that way, you know, and, and I definitely learned that through the, through through working with him. That's very cool. What does the next What does the next chapter of Son of a Saint look like? I mean, you couldn't put a Son of a Saint in Atlanta. I mean, it'd be well, awesome. we, we, you know, it's funny. We actually <laughs> took our boys to Atlanta recently. Oh boy, we had a bunch of meetings and. We were talking about it and said, "Can we put a son of a saint out here?" But <laughs> then, that's, you, you think that's the next step is I, it growing? is expansion. I, I think. I mean, part of our three-year goal is to expand locally. Uh, we're at two hundred boys, so you'll start to see that increase even more. Which let me tell you, two hundred boys, a high, half of them high high needs, is like it's it's a lot of work. I can imagine. But we continue to grow. We have great board. Uh, we have um, great staff and, and growing there. Um, but I would say. Outside of New Orleans is another opportunity for us, um, and we're looking at right now if, if if that's 
creating a Son of a Saint Institute here and partnering maybe with one of the local universities or, or companies where we could have folks from across the country come learn our model and then bring it to their cities and right. sort of have like a franchise type. That was another model. question I had. As you were going along with this, did you visit other programs or this was all you learning on the fly and applying things from your it's, life? It's, Another great question, Larry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so a lot of it, I think, was what I learned, well, what I experienced myself, but I was a part of a program that was a, a mentorship, a well-known mentorship program when I was working for the Saints, mm -hmm. right? I was 24, and they came to my apartment. It was like a Tuesday. I asked what I liked, didn't like, you know, filled out everything, and it paired me on Friday, gave me the number say go pick up the boy on Saturday so I had I know it was like really quick I had um, a couple of the Saints players ready to give a tour of the facility with me I go to pick up the boy had never talked to the mom no training and uh, the boy said I don't like sports oh. so I was like all right <laughs> so, you know and and the group was like hey you know just do a couple things a month and let us know what you do with him and that didn't work. I mean, I committed my year, but like it didn't. I thought that we could do a lot more to serve because right. it's not a numbers game, right? And so a lot of our pairings are more organic um, in nature, and so and also there's so much more that we support with basic needs um, for the families that the other organization did. And I just felt like we needed to do a lot more, and so that experience influenced, I think, how we. You go about our process and especially the items our logic model for son of a saint today how hard is it to set up a, a i don't know if you're 5013 oh, yeah. foundation nonprofit. so it's, it's it can be hard um if especially if there's not a, a target right so you know, to set it up is, is fairly easy as far as, you know, like a normal business, Secretary of State, you just have that idea and everything. But for a 501c3, it's a long document that you have to fill out. And usually you should probably get an attorney to work with you to fill it out. Um, but the challenge is being super targeted in what you want to do. So I, I advise all the time other nonprofit organizations and mentorship groups um, that reach out. And... One thing is, it can be all over the place sometimes. So, like I say, last week I talked to somebody, and you know, he said he wanted to support people five, age five to twenty-one. That's a big group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's like, well, I mean, what what parts of that, and and really being, um, uh, like I said, target. I mean, in what you want to do. So that is the hardest part. Because especially in mentorship, there's so many aspects of a person's life that you want to be able to serve. So they come at you with one issue, but then you see other things that influence that challenge that they have. Right. And you want to try to fix all of them, you know. Um, so it's finding the identity of the organization, I think, is really the hardest thing. Um, now, you're growing. It's just like any other business. You know, you, you all have customers that are paying for a meal for us we have donors that are trusting us with their support in order to have a great outcome for the right. boys we serve so you know I tell people all the time if you're founder, founder of an organization you may not always be doing 
yourself what you set out to do. Like I used to pick boys up in my car all the time, bring them to their games and stuff like that. I'm not able to do that right now right. as much as I used to, right? You're building an organization, and so they really have to have that leadership CEO type mindset right. to really run it. And you deal with everything else, personnel issues, you know. Everything, yeah. I mean, like it's 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 everything, <laughs> cash flow, you know. But when we started, I started with a hundred bucks and just started grinding, <laughs> talking about it all the time. And I would see my friends when I would go to an event; they would go the other way. So yeah. because it's like, oh, son is going to ask us to. Be a mentor or donate. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> One of the two. Right. And, and I, you know. You raise actually, a lot of money, Sonny. You raise yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. But early on. Yeah. It, it, and that's the thing. It was like I started to see a lot of my friendships. Uh, they were, they're there. and they, they've always, But it's just, I would like I said, I would talk about it all the time. And people would feel guilty if they didn't participate. <laughs> right. right? But I just kept doing it, and people heard me. And so I really think like success in nonprofit, just like anything, is longevity. You know, when you're around, when you're doing it for so long, and people see that it's your passion and that you're dedicated to it, they'll they'll jump in. You know, especially if you have a good product or, or you know quality services. And but yeah, it, it was a struggle. I think the the thing that really uh, helped in our growth was, you know, when when the social justice I think movement and sort of George Floyd, unfortunately, that situation, but people started to see us as, you know, we had black leadership supporting primarily boys of color, but any boy can join our program regardless of color or anything like that, or mentor, but people started to see that, okay, we've been around a while, we have success, uh, let's invest in Son of a Saint, right? Um, and we don't have boys in the judicial system. Um, our boys are graduating high school, um, and they're being self-sufficient, and, and you know, I think by people seeing that, they see that this is a program that is can help New Orleans get get out of sort of the funk that we are now sure. with with kids. You know, it's just we really have to catch them earlier. Um, and so a lot of the a lot of the boys that specifically are going into the judicial system, right? Where for us, it's like where their younger brothers, their younger cousins, because they're probably going through a similar thing that they are, similar financial situation, a lot of the traumas that they have, the reading schools, all that. Um, let's get them into some of the same, right? And, you know, the unfortunate thing is there's several thousand in New Orleans that could use this program, and we've got 200, right? right. Now, we're doing it great, and we've, we've reached close to 100% on, on almost everything, but even if it's 95%, right, we're still doing... Our, our work, like law of averages, you know, you're just going to have some, but but let's see how we can grow and grow and grow this program to where we can get more boys, you know, in, in the group. And so it's really going to rely on a lot of the community support um, and, and outside of New Orleans, too. I'm sorry, I can keep talking. Yeah. About no, no, no. But like, you know, I think outside of New Orleans, people who love Jazz Fest, people who love French Quarter Fest, people who go to Tulane or you know, uh, Dillard or Xavier, these universities that stay here and have connections, you know, getting them to really uh, support the youth in New Orleans is really how uh, we're going to support it as well. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. 
It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. So here's my question. During the pandemic, how did you change the structure of the yeah. operation? So we, we did a lot more virtual activities. We, we still actually did a lot of in-person things. Um, but we really focused on a lot of the basic needs of the families more than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had folks that uh, helped support food. Um, I th- believe like you all, you yeah, know, yeah. helped support food and and those sort of things because we had a lot of moms that were laid off um, of their jobs and didn't have work um, and we were able to get some some support for rental assistance for them but also just helping them navigate that and like what programs were out there helping them fill out applications I mean that was the biggest thing is like the technology and applications and walking them through and making sure everything's thorough so that they were able to get sort of that support uh, we made sure our boys had laptops and connectivity to uh, their school because they were still online right. learning um, and so boys would even come to our office to, uh, to do their work because they had maybe had siblings at home and distractions and things like that. So, um, but I think for the most, and it, it, similar to Hurricane Ida and some of the natural you know, disasters we have, it's just like, where's the basic things that we can help support? And so that two-generational support of, of supporting the moms, we, we also started the Moms Mental Health Group there during that time as well. Right. So those are just some ways that we've sort of pivoted um, the uh, I know that you pivoted kind of to teletherapy. How did the yeah. boys receive that? I mean, I don't know if you get feedback. Yeah, we do. I mean, they were they were active in it. Um, you know, there's there was you know some times where it wouldn't be as you know uh, focused as we'd like, but uh, overall it worked, um, and we still continue that today when we when we need to. Um, so, yep. Man, I had something. And I would say, um, I would say Ashner Health support of Son of a Saint has been mm-hmm. really, really great and impactful and, and then being able to support us from a programmatic standpoint of providing case managers and mental health specialists um, and supporting our building in a major way it has really helped us um, with our capacity and we added a hundred boys because of really that support right so how can the masses help support some yeah. of the things so and where can they yeah, yeah. yeah well I think I so look making a, a five ten dollar donation a hundred dollar whatever you can whatever you feel is in your heart to give obviously help support and trust us that the money is going to the right place right, right. Like, that's really what I focus on is transparency, too. Like, all of our financials are on our website, for our audit, everything. Um, and that's really important, um, you know, the trust in our leadership and our board. Um, I also say if people, as far as, if, you know, mentors, most of our mentors are our mentors are male, but there's volunteers can be women. And, you know, I tell people all the time, um, 
we, we have volunteer drivers, right? So mm -hmm. in a car, you could talk to a kid and get a whole lot of mentorship going. Right. Right? Yeah. And that 15, 30 minutes, you know, there's a lot that can go on. So we always need drivers. We always need people to drop off food and clothes and things like that to our office. Right. Our website, our, our address is on our website. Um, but follow us. Um, everybody can give something, right? And so um, if you are really concerned about um, our, our youth in New Orleans, please consider New Orleans, uh, Son of a Saint as, as an option. Please look us up, uh, give us a call, and, and we'll, we'll talk to you and see what's, what's the best option for you um, to support. And buy gala tickets. And buy gala tickets, yes. yeah. Yes. The, the ninth. You yeah. know what's amazing about that? And we've been fortunate enough to go um, through the years, but when the boys come in, yeah. and there's a receiving line, I don't know, but yeah. the, and it's one of those cool things you don't think about, but every one of those boys looks you in the eye when they shake shake your hand. Yeah, and almost to the point that you're like, I grew up not looking. I wasn't this good <laughs> yeah. growing up. How do things like that fit in? When do you like realize? Oh wait, we gotta let's go with this one, and this is something we missed, and this gets put into the system. Yeah, so manners is something we focus on very early on, especially when they're like they're ten, eleven, twelve. So when it's really like the first activities that they do. And it's, sometimes it can be a shock to them, you know, and, but you do it over a long period of time. The real thing is when they see the adults in the organization, the staff and the mentors doing it to each other, um, and as far as, like, how we, our manners are and, and how we look each other in the eye and shake hands, they, they emulate that, right? Like that, they yeah. follow suit. And so you're telling, them, you're telling them, but you're also in action doing it as well. And so that's the biggest part I think of it um, but yeah that gala is, is beautiful and we came up with that we want the boys to be around the gala and you know them to be you know they're greeting people and they're really thanking the people that help support them you know and it's a proud, proud moment for them. They're very, dressed up in their tuxedos. Very. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember the video um, the last gala we went to to see them I think they said the Ritz right? Yes. And they're in the room and they're getting dressed up and they're tying their bow ties and their excitement, but mm -hmm. also their confidence. And confidence. These, these, the, the confidence was it's, it's, big, it's, noticeable. It's very noticeable, and it's, it's refreshing to see the way that they carry themselves, that they're like beautiful young men Absolutely. that are like looking forward to the rest of their lives like in a very positive light. So Absolutely. thank you for doing that. No, thank you. What yes. happens when, not that any of our uh, mentees are like this, but you're not my daddy. Any, any of that ever happened or early on? Was there pushback? A mom didn't like the mentor? You know, we've, we've probably had situations, a few, where mom maybe wanted a different mentor, but not that doesn't happen often. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the boys are usually pretty receptive to the, the mentors that we do give them. One of the things that's important is for us to have staff mentorship before the actual mentor. So like, let's say that mentor moves on, he has to move away from the city or doesn't just work, that boy doesn't feel like he's left out, right? So like our staff is there for the boys first, um, I think in the case management perspective. But, um, you know, it could be sometimes uncomfortable for the boys as they're early on and trying to find that connectivity because the reality is, is we have different, like even culturally, there's different, yeah. you know, we have 50, 53% of our mentors are white, about 30 or so percent black, and our boys are 95% black, mm -hmm. right? So. There's a cultural um, deal there as well, uh, and so that they have to work through, but we support that and help that. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, usually if, if it gets to a point where there's a major problem, it usually gets elevated to um, either me or like, <laughs> or, or our executive, we have an executive, we have a, actually a mentor leadership council. Um, it's, a, it's a group of, of mentors that manage the 160 mentors we have, right? And so they sort of um, do that, so. When do you get angry? I've never seen you angry. You're always pleasant. Yeah, I mean, um, basketball court maybe. Yeah, is that it? That's <laughs> no, why. That's why. The That's why I don't yeah. play with you. Yeah, yeah, no, the basketball court. No, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if it's if, if it's really anger or frustration, but um, that's a great question. Somebody cut you off in traffic. I always see the bigger picture of things, and you know, it's you never know who's watching. Number mm-hmm. one. Right, and I have to be like the ultimate mentor to the boys, right? <laughs> so, like, you know, I can't tell one of the boys to handle conflict resolution this way, and then and not do it, and then not do it, right. you know. Um, I haven't. Well, plus the whole town's going to find out. If yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly. So, but I don't know. I mean, I think I, I got a lot of my zen from my mom. I think uh, I know for sure. My mom is the sweetest. I, I've that never, smile, it's, yeah. I mean, it's one of the best smiles in town. Yeah. yeah, when I tell you, I pro- I don't know if I've seen my mom, I mean, I've seen her upset, but I don't, like my mom being angry, I don't know, my mom doesn't curse, she doesn't, she's a, she's, she goes to church every Sunday, so I mean, I just feel like being around her and her aura and everything has translated to me, and you know, look, I'm a big guy, and like people would probably expect me to, you know, <laughs> just go off sometimes, right, but right. like. You know, I can. Uh, it's minor frustrations, but it. You know, sometimes my my sort of frustration could be around people having these expectations of me, and it's really hard to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, we're just trying to do this work, and you know, you might have a, a, a supporter that wants you to focus on this or do this, and like they haven't gotten a call in a week, and you're like, well, geez, I'm trying to like, <laughs> you know, just do this work. Right. It's hard to, so it's it's more like frustration in that way, gotcha. um, versus like, you know, but yeah. <laughs> as as you have grown and, bit, say there's now 200 boys. As right. the program continues to grow, you're not going to be able to touch everybody Absolutely. as deeply as you would. How? When did you realize that, and how tough is it, and how positive are you realizing that because of that growth, there are good things and there are things in place? So we started in 2011. I would say in 2014, I hired my I hired an activities coordinator. Uh, his name is Chris Musco, and for those three years, it was me and the boys. I didn't trust a lot of men to have the same care and love for the boys, and mm-hmm. so I was doing everything. Growing organization and being ultimate mentor, administration, all that. I had to let go of that in order to grow, right? And I had to be okay with the fact that somebody else may not do it the way I do, right? Another shift sort of came in 2019 when I said, we, or 2020, I guess, when we started having you know, the more support for the boys. Um, I realized that in order to grow the organization, we had to have more people involved and that my role needed to shift, right? From that to the ambassador, the strategic planner, all that, all of that. Right. And I had to trust. And that was one of the biggest things that I learned as I grow as a leader is that I have to trust people and just hire great talent, people who are self-starters, and you know, people have great team players, and those are the things that we all want. Right. But 
you know, we have to take the time to find those people, even if it takes six months, if we're trying to fill a job for in two months, you know, it's like right. hiring that, that right person will in the long run be able to help support the organization. So there's a line that you use, stay tough, because oh, yeah. tough times don't yeah. last forever. Tough Just do, yeah. touch up on that a little bit. Yeah, you know, who used to say that all the time was Tom Benson, you know, that was his sort of saying was tough times don't last, tough people do. And when we were going through tough times, it, it's like the worst thing at that moment, you know, and you know, if we if if we center ourselves and and really look at the big picture and and take baby steps in order to get out of that situation, if it's a, you know if it's rough or, or whatever coping mechanisms we need, um, you know, it, it might look different in two years from now, yes. five years from now, you know, and so that's what that means to me, and it served me well throughout my time working at Son of a Saint and, and founding it, and you know, I had my own challenges throughout the throughout the weeks that, you know, that, that I have, but, um, and I know that there's more to come, but if I just understand that, um, then everything's going to be all right. Yeah. What happens when you go on vacation? <laughs> Do you go on vacation? Ooh. You just keep the phone on? <laughs> no, you see, you need to go on vacation. Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of like 24 hours like you all. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, always on call. Always on call. I, I, I do, I I try to take a couple of trips a year. Like we we do a one we go to uh, Fairhope with my family in December um, for the holidays. We go nice. out there. Um, I usually take a nice beach trip or something like that. And um, you know, those are usually mine. But my I, it doesn't feel like a day of work, and I mean that. Like Son of a Saint has not felt like a day of work That's in awesome. eleven years, and I love it. Even though a lot of work has been done in that. Yes. Place. So speaking of speaking of trips, you took the boys to Ghana, right? Yes, the boys got, went to Ghana. I didn't go on that trip, but they, they... So there's an international trip every two, three years that we take. There's a company that supports it, a far media, mm-hmm. supports half that cost, and then we do like a dinner um, for the remainder. But we took about 18 boys out there uh, to Ghana. They were junior and seniors, and they had an incredible time. And we did a... Uh, we had a videographer there. It's a three-part series. Actually, if you go on our website, I think it might be there, but they were reflective on it. They felt like kings, they said. When wow. they walked off the bus, they felt like literally kings. They felt so proud because they saw people that looked like them that were, like, honoring them. And they were mm-hmm. just like, they felt like celebrities. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's wonderful. Yeah, and so, but they also, these are used as um, service projects. So they went out and helped the deaf and blind um, kids out there as well. So they, they played soccer with the locals. They went and ate local food. They saw the history of... Um, you know, slavery and things like mm-hmm. that, and from from Africa. So it was very impactful for them. And one of the things that we always, when, when we ask our boys, what's the one, two, three things that are most memorable in Son of a Saint? I would say it's always a trip. Like they always go like number one or number two. It's always a trip. Um, it's getting them out in New Orleans, getting them on a plane for the first time, going through TSA. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> that could be an experience in its own. But yeah. like, you know, it's it's those sort of things, packing a bag, having luggage that, you know, it's like seeing it come through the belt. Like, right. at yeah, the end. it's right. like those small things that we may take for granted because we travel, right? Um, that that start so it's just that travel bug, you know, yeah. right? You know, going and sets them up for later as they move on and have jobs mm-hmm. that travel. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Just send them to the Atlanta airport. <laughs> exactly. So, um, with leadership with the boys, as you instill that idea of leadership, do you teach it? Do you see that some kids, or how do you teach it? 
to some kid who just kind of wants to sit in the corner and read his book um, versus the kid who's like, all right, trying to organize everybody. It's funny because that kid that's reading his book could be a leader too. Sure, like that's right, be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he could be uh, inspiring others to pick up a book and right. start reading. Like, it's really interesting. But a lot of the things that we're teaching them, like, for instance, we just did a, a class the other day on consent, right? And, you know, we had probably 30 of our boys there. And the questions that they asked were just like things they did not know, you know, and one of the biggest things is that they're going to let their friends know about what they learned. That's right? very cool. And so that's a way of leadership is like what we teach them, passing it on to their friends and, and family members. That's cool. Um, I not organized. <laughs> no, no, no. Not organized today. I think we got through everything. We're at 45 minutes. Okay. Um, so wrapping up here with Sonny Lee, thank you again for everything you're doing for the city, no. for being a cool guy, um, and for not calling me every week to play basketball. <laughs> Sonny, no, I'm no, I am. No, you got, no, I'm going to come pick you up next week. Uh, yeah, yeah. We Just move. come watch at least. We take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. Take it easy. Um, we can and play again, twenty one or something. Yeah, twenty one or more. <laughs> pig, I yeah. mean, you know. Actually, you know the one you don't want to play is Nina. Really? Killer okay. mid range. No way. Shot. All right. Three points. She, Three points. Yeah. She looks like Bob time. Cousy with one foot on the ground. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I love that. The uh, how can people help support again? Yeah, so they can go on our our website sonofasaint.org. Follow us on Instagram, which I think you can uh, see a lot of great things happening on there. That's sonofasaint.org, um, and. Do as much research as you can and see where you can be plugged in. Thank you so much for all you do. No, thank you. Thank you for being a great ambassador. Thank you. Thank you. Make way for the Reaper. Make way for the Reaper. Yeah, Bill. Make way for the Reaper. Make way for the Reaper. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.